Good morning. From Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Bridgetown, Nova Scotia, you are listening to The Winning Side. Pastor Brandon Lake here from Amazing Grace Baptist Church at 8479 on Highway Number 1, just outside of Bridgetown. You're going to be blessed today. I'm bringing my dad on the program, Pastor Percy Lake, Blessed Hope Baptist Church in Bridgewater. I know I'm in Bridgetown, he's in Bridgewater. They're at 569 Oak Hill Road, and if you're on the South Shore, it is definitely a church to go to. BlessedHopeBridgewater.ca is their home online. You can visit them there to get more information. We're going to be discussing together Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 down through 8 um, through 10. We're going to be discussing the subject of the gospel. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? There's a lot of confusion in these days concerning what the gospel is, so we're going to be discussing that in just a few minutes. I need to take the opportunity to invite you to our services today here at Amazing Grace. We're having Sunday school for all ages at 10 o'clock, a morning worship service at 11, and an evening service at 5, and we'd love to have you in person is the best way. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, and so we'd love to have you come. Uh, we're studying through the book of Joshua, and we have been here over the last few Sundays. It will be the same this morning. We're looking at the crossing of the Jordan, and that has to do with dying to self and coming alive to Christ. So that's this morning in church. But right now, Pastor Percy Lake, my dad, Blessed Hope Baptist Church in Bridgewater, welcome to the program. Well, it's good to be on. Thank you. We're glad to have you today, and I'm excited to discuss this topic because there's a lot of confusion. Religion has confused this matter of what the gospel is. And so in Galatians chapter 1 and verses 6 and 7, the Bible says, I marvel. Paul said this to the Galatians, the saints there. He said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel. And, uh, you know, there there are many out there today, especially with the internet and, you know, all these different mediums that we have. There are many out there who are perverting the gospel. And Paul said that is troubling to the church of God. So I want to discuss this this morning a little bit, th this another gospel. So I'm going to turn it over to you and, and we'll just get into the topic. What is the gospel? What do you, what do you, maybe you want to continue on in the context of what Paul's talking about here? Well, in Galatians 1, Paul uh, for sure is, is stressing the importance of the gospel and how that uh, any perversion of it is dangerous. He says, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. That's strong language. Hmm. And in verse 9, he says, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So obviously, this good news of the gospel is something that we need to get straight. 
And uh, Paul makes no bones about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verses 1 through 4. He lays it down pretty succinctly. He says that the gospel is how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And so the gospel, we need to be careful that it's according to the scriptures. And so the Bible needs to be our final authority in all matters of faith and practice, not tradition and not church dogma, but what does the Bible say? And isn't that exactly the problem we're facing these days? I find people are more um, loyal to their denominational name than they are the Word of God. And in fact, many churches have destroyed the authority of the Word of God. Exactly, and Jesus condemned that referring to them as the commandments of men, making the word of God of none effect. Mm. But if we stick to the word of God, John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Salvation is not in an institution. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. John 1, 12 says, But as many as received him, that is, Jesus Christ, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. First uh, Timothy 2, 5, uh, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. And, and God the Father gave testimony of his Son in First John 5, 12. He said, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And so the gospel is the good news that salvation comes in the person of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross, his shed blood. So you're saying that the gospel and what the Bible is teaching in the gospel is not contingent on a denomination, a church membership, uh, a dogma or creed. It's contingent upon a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. If you have him, you have life. Exactly. Exactly. Uh the, the, the two, probably the two major errors today, uh, this idea that salvation is by works or salvation comes by way of water baptism. And as far as mm. salvation by works, here again, a number of verses that we could call on, and you know, I'll just mention a couple that clearly define the fact that salvation is not by works, but by grace through faith. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You do not work for a gift. The gift is freely given. You just need to accept it. Uh, Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, on down the line, Romans 3.28 uh, we, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. And Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and another, Galatians 3.24, Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. So, you know, somebody might say, well, you're just quoting Scripture, quoting Scripture. Well, if Scripture is to be our final authority, then what better thing can we quote than Scripture? Absolutely. And, uh, so the other argument is salvation by water baptism. And here again, much confusion. Uh, Paul, if, if baptism, water baptism, if water baptism was the answer, 
then how do you reconcile that with 1 Corinthians 1.17? Paul said, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So Paul obviously distinguishes the gospel from water baptism. He says they're not the same. He, he, he identified what the gospel was in 1 Corinthians 15. Now, Acts 20, verse 21, he says, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God, because he's the one we've offended, and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ, because he's the one who died to save us. Um, now, here's the thing. There's a difference between the spiritual and the physical, uh, between the invisible and the visible. Ephesians 4 or 5 says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Mm. So in this age in which we live, there is one baptism that we need to be concerned with, and it's not water baptism. In, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we bond or free, and have been made all to drink into one spirit. Now, when we say when we think baptism, we automatically think water. Well, we ought not to. Baptism simply means immersion. Yes. Uh, and, and, and so that being the case, when a person trusts Christ as their Savior, we need to understand that 1 Corinthians 12, 13 is talking about the Holy Spirit of God placing us in Christ, immersing us in Christ. Um Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as, as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, no preacher, no priest baptizes anyone into Christ. The Holy Spirit of God baptizes the person into Christ. Yes. And he does so the moment that we repent of our sin and turn to Christ by faith. Amen. Now, he says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So, so water baptism is a visual representation of that spiritual baptism that took place at the moment of conversion. Yes. And that's why we believe in believer's baptism. Uh, and a good example of that is, is, is Acts chapter 8 with the Ethiopian eunuch. A Philip goes down into the, uh, the to Gaza. And, and comes alongside the chariot, goes up into the chariot, and begins to explain and preach Jesus to the uh, Ethiopian eunuch who had been reading Isaiah 53. Yes. And after having preached Jesus, the Ethiopian eunuch says in verse 36, what doth hinder me to be baptized? Talking of water baptism. And, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, him saying that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, after having Philip preach Jesus to him, we understand that he embraced the gospel there, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so uh, he recognized Jesus as the Messiah. He recognized Jesus as the Son of God. And so therefore, Philip says, well, you know what? <laughs> Here's water. Let's, let, let's do it. And yes. so he did. He baptized him in water. But water baptism means nothing if there's not that spirit baptism first. Amen. If there's no conversion, there's no point in having water baptism. Water baptism is just a public representation of what has already taken place inwardly, spiritually. 
And those and are so, those are two great examples of exactly what Paul was talking about when he said there were those that would pervert the gospel of Christ. And mm-hmm. the perversion of the gospel, of course, begins with the perversion of the word of God, which God exalted above his name. We find so many perversions of scripture in churches today. Nobody seems to know what the truth is. And so yeah, as a result of that, we end up in all of these. Do you do you think, Dad, I, we just have a few minutes left. Do, do you feel, you know, when Paul says, this is not another gospel, this is a false gospel. He said, but there be some that trouble you. Do you think it is a, it is a ploy of the devil to divide and to, to distract and discourage to present people in this day after the cross with these perversions of the gospel? Do you think this is an, is an on-purpose effort to pervert the gospel? Well, yeah, for sure. You, just, you got to understand, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. This Bible is God's reproductive system, if you will. The gospel is presented in the word of God, and when you when you mess with the word of God, when you change the narrative, then you change the message. And if you can confuse people, then you muddy the water, and people get discouraged. People get, uh, del- uh, you know, they, they get, uh, oh, what's the, the word I'm looking for, uh, disillusioned, and then uh, they just say, well, forget it, and they just discard everything. And that's exactly what that's what exactly what's happening. I think I think scripture also foretells this, you know, of a great falling away. People do get discouraged and disillusioned because one of the things we face is, well, which Bible's the right Bible? And we've taught on that here, and I know you have as well there, you know, which gospel, which the thing is, folks, we have to look at what does the word of God mean say. It is the final authority for Christians in all matters of faith and practice. And our desire with the Winning Side Radio program is to see souls come to Christ. I wish we had more time. I know I'm going to have you on the program again before too long. Maybe we can pick this up or even segue into another topic, uh, you know, like eternal security, because that's certainly an aspect of the gospel that's been perverted. Thank you for joining us today. I wish we had more time, but we'll look forward to having you on the program again. All right, thank you. And thank you for listening to the Winning Side Radio broadcast. Please join us again next week at 8 o'clock here on AVR or CKDY in Digby for another episode of The Winning Side. You can contact us at www.amazinggracebridgetown.ca and you'll find a lot more messages there from the Word of God that will encourage you to get on or stay on The Winning Side.